0: Dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the bruise. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer, beer money. bucks and Brews. Box and Brews. bucks and Brews. Bucks and Brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Nick, you've been waiting a long time. Go ahead.
1: My favorite song in the whole world. You're drinking today. <laughs> I am. What are you drinking? It's for it's for the listeners, it not is. for me.
0: Absolutely. I am
1: sponsored again by uh the the pretty one on the podcast, podcast Mr. Mike Benson.
0: Who's he, not on the podcast today? Yeah, so he's
1: our eye candy. Um, Anderson Valley Brewing Company farm boys rose it doesn't have the little thing on top of it so i don't think it's a rosé okay uh it's a goes again um and I say i'm really really excited to try it out so
0: what do you got i went back to the uh, french toast bastard from founders because i thought this was delicious last week and i figured fuck it i'm gonna have a beer this week say hey. even though i'm not drinking until the cruise this doesn't count because this is technically I work. but have- yeah we we get paid so much for
1: we do you know guys we're i mean we're rolling in the dough from all of this i think we've you know i mean the, the pennies that you guys send us is great
0: we love it i mean we've we made a bottle of uh cider yeah. and a six pack of beer and a growler
1: but we've made tons of friends we have so speaking of friends we're hoping to make a new one tonight um we were just talking off air like uh we are really excited to have a guest yeah so Wait a little, be, little bit because we have guests what do we want you to do is we want you to like subscribe share tell your friends tell your family because we love having your guys' in, input and feedback we do so uh speaking of guest, Rebecca thank you so much for joining us uh are you drinking anything tonight
2: so I am but I'm super boring because it's water and it's filtered water Oh,
1: f- faint. Ooh. Fancy. I-, I love Dasani. Okay. <laughs> Let me be clear on this. I'm a filtered I hate water. I'm done with you. This, <laughs> this was a great podcast. Thanks so much for cool. joining us. We are no longer friends. Um, Gosh, I, I, I am. I'm a to you're an Aquafina person.
2: Oh, no, no, I hate oh. Aquafina too. Really? No, like I buy, I buy. Yeah. I don't like either one of those. Those are the, those are the probably two top ones that I hate. Um, We just, have a i drink so much water like i probably drink so can you see this water bottle i drink like three of those a day there you go so so we have a water pitcher at home that has a filter in it so that's Uh. what i mean by filtered water um i could not i would not want to carry all of the water bottles i would need to drink that much water if it was bottled water
1: oh i just keep a case (laughs) in the car and just grab it and empty bottles in there and then my wife gets in my car and gets pissed Why do you have so many water bottles? And I'm like, because I drink water. (laughs) Oh, I guess that's okay. You know, you you know, we have reuse. Problem is my wife has a thousand of those cups. Literally Uh a thousand. Like I'm not being facetious when I tell these people. And now we have a big one that's fucking Mm Galen. And it it says on one side, it's all like motivational sayings. Right. And it's like, you're doing great. Oh, hey, keep up the good work. All this and that. And the other side, it's like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., blah, blah, blah. I was like, you need a thing to tell you that you have to drink this amount of like I don't know, I just chug water, right?
0: You know, we have stickers of break room therapy now. <laughs> I have a motivational sticker. Oh my her. gosh, you
2: guys have the best stickers right now. Well,
0: we got some new ones in my my new favorite one is I hate people because fuck you. <laughs> I think <can say,
1: laughs> mean, your wife needs that on her wall. <laughs> um so we tonight we're talking emotions with money. Yeah, right? basically. Um, say we you know we actually kind of dealt with this a little bit on a different episode because it was a uh a reddit question right yeah, like hey yeah. i ha- I make so much money why do i feel bad spending 12 dollars mm. on something yeah. it was like um and he's like is it normal david and i are both like yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, we're it was, very
0: emotional about spending money oh
1: god dude. like i was driving here and i it was funny because i actually asked myself i was like man why do i just feel so fucking broke right now mm. <laughs> so mm. um, same But uh, so tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from and uh, uh, I guess why you're the expert on this topic.
2: Right, so I am Rebecca Thomas, more than a life coach. I'm actually in the greater Grand Rapids area but I work with people nationwide. Uh, I'm the oldest of seven and I have five younger sisters and they're all in their thirties right now, which is very humorous because my clients are generally from 30 to 50 something um, women who have skilled professionally, uh, climbed the corporate ladder. They are on the other side of that, really taking an audit of their lives. And one of the things they're finding that's missing is them. So I actually help them get out of their heads, get out of their houses, get out of their businesses and get back into their lives. Uh, so that's what I do. I actually got into that by being an Airbnb host, so I'm still an Airbnb host, but once upon a time, we actually had people stay in our home with us, and so it was through that experience and connecting with complete strangers in our home that I realized this was the thing, and I was really good at it. heard the term life coach, and the rest is kind of history. Why I'm the expert on this? Um, Definitely a season that I am navigating myself right now, as far as like how I feel about money, what the disconnect there is, like what's going on. And I, I finally have my answer. So now we're on the other side of that doing the work. But the other thing is, is I am always going to help my clients feel their feelings because we get hung up on things because we're judging our feelings or trying to fight our feelings or deny our feelings. And then we get on the other side of that. And because we've done that instead of actually like feeling the feelings and dealing with them, we just stay stuck where we are.
0: We've done a lot of mental health episodes because mm-hmm. that's kind of our thing. Yeah, we love it. And uh it usually goes something like this. Fucking hate my life. I hate myself today. <laughs> and these are the 18 reasons why. And a lot of it always comes back with us to money. Yeah. Because yeah, we never feel successful enough. Never. And we always feel broke, whether we're broke or not. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I got 5000 in the bank, I feel the same if I have a dollar in the bank. I, it's the same feeling. No, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. It's like the, the amount of stress I put on myself, what, you know, whether I have the most money I've ever had in my life or just can't afford a fucking tire. Um, you know, I, I, that's how I feel. I was, I'm, I'm buying a house this week, hopefully. Jesus. I, I mean
0: you buy a house every other week. Yeah. But yeah.
1: But I, you know, I get my documents today and I'm dealing with, I found out she's, she's new at what she's doing and, you know, on there, who is, who is she? uh The, the my realtor, title company, the... my my, my, oh, my okay, title gotcha. company person, right? Because they, right. they sent me my my final paperwork or whatever. And um I'm reading through it, and you know, I'm buying it for a certain price, and then there's all these fees, and and it has a grand total. I'm trying to explain to her, so I'm paying what's called a wholesale fee, right? Yep. A, a finder's fee. And I, I'm I'm looking at it, and I was like, and she, I'm like, hey the price I'm paying includes her feed. This shouldn't be on here twice. And she's like, well, no, it, it's, it's not on there twice. It's, it's on there once. And she, she has it and you have a purchase price and she wants this much extra. And I was like, no, like the original price is what <laughs> she has it for. I'm buying it for this. She doesn't actually own the damn thing. Like, and she's like, "Huh? I know that. And I'm like, Okay, so if we're saying the same thing, then I, I'm not paying an extra $60,000 for this house. Like, and and we're going back and forth for like too long, right? 10 minutes, it, it, whatever it was. It just felt like forever. And so finally she's like, Hey, I'm going to get Katie, which Katie's great. She owns Essential Title. She goes, I'm going to get Katie on the phone. Hold on for a second. And I was like, Great. I love Katie, right? Hey, Nick, how's it going? Great. All right. What do we got? And I was like, Boom, boom, boom. And the problem is, is how they sent me the document. Mine is all in like hieroglyphics. Like I can't even read each line item. Yeah. I can read their basics that they filled in. And I was like, look, there's this price that's right here that shouldn't be here. And I'm paying this, this. And she goes, oh, yep, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be. You know, she goes, oh, she's, you know, I don't remember the girl's name. Annie's new or whatever. She hasn't done one of these yet. And I was like, that's fine. Just just fix it, right? Like, But I spent eight minutes discussing how I'm right and she's wrong. Like I've,
0: I've bought 15 of these this year. Like we don't mind being wrong. Right. But when we're right, stop fucking arguing. Would you please, would you just please stop arguing? (laughs) just get the damn thing fixed.
1: And so she's like, "Nick, Nick, Nope. Nope. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like it'll like, new numbers will be to you in minutes. And I was like, okay. I was like, I will see you Thursday with, and five minutes later, right. I get an email, new updated thing. My numbers went down a significant amount. And I was like, okay All right we got this figured out like I, I i never mind teaching a new person but jesus like i you've done if this is your first one and and <clears the> problem <throat> is during that she she's like i'm getting charged a 600 hundred dollar fee from mm-hmm. from my lending company for for foreclosure insurance or whatever the heck it might and they're like look it's not that we think you're going to and i was like i know what it is i i understand what the fees for like it's a mortgage insurance like. And, and it was like, again, this is my fifteenth transaction in weeks with you people. Like I've done a million of these. And so like if i if you tell me that you kind of know who I am because you've talked to people and then I'm trying to teach you and you know that you're new, you should probably listen to me and understand, like because, there was so much like, yeah. I feel like I'm saying it. And so I tried saying it a different way. And like, I almost got my wife on the phone because she says things so different than I do,
0: right? Like Nicer. <laughs> but I was very nice, right? Like I mean, you're <laughs> nice for you. Yeah. Hey, that's kind of it, right? You're yeah. nice for you. Like, I'm nice for me. Right. Like, I didn't come out- That's
1: like, like, real nice. I, like, but like, not negative, right? But like, it just, it's- I, I was very nice about it. Hello, right? my
0: name is Nick, and you're a dumbass.
1: Right, like kind of it, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to, you have to get this figured out. So, um, can we
2: talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the funny thing is, like everything you're describing, including "quote unquote" Annie, because we don't know her name, yeah, um, makes me think about a time about a year ago. So my boyfriend and I have been together for over six years now, and we've I've always been like super independent, shocker, like strong woman. Um, I do all the things myself. Cause I've always had to. So it was funny because a couple of years ago we had this conversation around, like, he wanted me to ask for help more. Like he can see that I need help, but he didn't understand that. Like, I could not see that I needed to ask for help. So I think that's one thing where there's a real disconnect sometimes. And then fast forward another year to the conversation we had last year, where I literally during a conversation with him, we were having this conversation and I could feel myself like, and we don't have these super dramatic arguments or like we never argue. And it's not because we don't feel differently about things. It's just, we both feel kind of empowered to say what we need to say and and trust each other that we'll figure it out together. But it was funny because he was telling me this thing or having this conversation with me and I could literally feel myself like shutting down getting red in the face and like I'm imagining Annie doing all those things right now because it's less about like how you were doing it and something that she was like telling herself inside of her head and feeling like overly responsible for and that wasn't the case at all but she was so in her own shit at that moment that she couldn't literally see outside of that and was basically either shutting down or just trying to do everything she could fix it without paying attention to the details of the conversation. Uh, i say it could be,
0: but that's a great point though, because in a, in a lot of instances, you have these conversations with other people, but a different conversations going on in your mind. Yeah. And (laughs) that's what you trigger into is that conversation going on in your mind. And now you've told yourself a story that may or may not be true. And now you're pissed off about it. (laughs) Right. I mean, (laughs) you and I are basically the same person in a lot of ways. And our wives are basically the same person in a lot of ways. Yeah. How many times have you woken up and she had a bad dream and it was your fucking fault? Because you did something in the dream to piss her off. (laughs) Every time it's my fault. And you sit there and you're like, but I didn't do it. But she's told herself this story in her mind. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you're an asshole (laughs) because you did this to her in her dream. Yeah. Even though you did nothing but sleep that's the problem i slept (laughs) right exactly i mean i I get those things too (laughs) oh
1: i I i'm exhausted my wife was just up all night like last night and finally she took some medicine or whatever and then within minutes she was just passed out Mm -hmm. after she had tossed and turned and moved the blankets a million times and i and so finally like then she's just right next to me just annoying the crap out of me snoring and stuff and i was like I just, I had to deal with this, right? Yeah. Like, and so I woke up this morning. I was like, okay, great. Like, I've gotten two hours of sleep in my life. <laughs> Thanks for that. um No. So, yeah. And, and and that's, you know, I have no problem with with people, how they do things, stuff like that. But like, when it sounds like somebody knows what they're talking about, I usually take a quick step back and mm-hmm. just go, all right, let me see if we can word this different or get this figured mm-hmm. out. Because- in her head, I mean, she was literally charging me double, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like no. like, no, 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 no.
0: Like, I, I, I like people. I don't like people that much. Let me tell you that. Right. right. Like, and, like, and when we look at money, so like, you know, I'm doing the pallet thing. Yeah. And I, I talked to my buddy Osborne, who you know, through umpiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, I, I don't understand how you do it. I would just be so pissed off at these people. Right. I'm pissed off at all of these people. Yeah, But here's the deal. I have two jobs that don't pay me and i need more money (laughs) so i can either get another job and now i have four or i can find another way to make some money so i found another way to make some money is it a pain in the ass it's a huge pain in the ass do i have to deal with idiots all the fucking time Mm -hmm. but what will make me happy money money no. money makes me happy don said it yesterday it's my love language yeah because if i have money i can pay for shit that i and then i don't have to do the things i don't want to do so i had to go cut weeds in the woods did i tell you this yeah. shit so i went down there for the last time on sunday morning to cut weeds in the woods because that is a huge deal to my mother ring ring <laughs> i talked to Mike.
2: what my- was that <laughs> Uh both, <laughs> both both of both our them moms,
1: moms will uh will just call us, which is and you know
0: about nothing. Yeah, literally, literally about nothing.
1: Did you, yeah did you hear that Miss Susie had a baby and the name was Tiny Tim? Mom, I don't know Miss Miss Susie and I don't care about her
0: Oh my god. We had a we had a two-minute conversation the other day about the neighbor across the street, and I went, Mom, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Say stop talking <laughs> to me about this. And she goes, but I don't have anything else to talk about. Right. I know. So stop talking to me about this shit. No. And, and so the, uh, the the whole thing is,
1: is every time we say our moms or something, our, our mom called ring ring. And so it's, you know, okay it's the gotcha. my mom called
0: ring ring. So okay. I talked to Mike the way on the way back and I have, I have those weeds around the house that I want pulled. That yeah. I called your guy for. Yeah. And very nice man. Very nice wife. They they want like 1200 bucks, which mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not paying that. I'm but, just not. And I said to Mike, Hey, uh I'm going to have your son come and rip all that shit out for a hundred bucks next spring. And he goes, well, he'll probably bring a friend or two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll pay 150 bucks. I don't care. Right. Get it the fuck ripped out. And he's like, oh, they would be so happy. 50 bucks. A piece right. Of them. I'm sitting here going, there's one way to get shit done: mm-hmm. throw money at it. Usually. And I'm gonna find somebody cheap enough to throw money at it that I don't mind throwing the money at. It. Nope. But everybody around me doesn't think that way, and I don't know why. Like you're the one person. I mean, depending on what it
1: is, right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you you and I have things that we'll pay for and things we won't pay for, right? Right. Like, and, oh, man, so, like, me computer stuff i'll just be like oh somebody else take care of this Dave would be like i can do that in two seconds yeah okay just, take care of it give it to me i'll take care of it He'd be like hey i got this question i'm like dude i can do that in two seconds okay take care of it okay. i have a gas smell right. i don't know what the fuck to do hey nick <laughs> i've got a gas smell what the fuck do i do right you know hey this well no apparently it's the answer is nick come over and
0: actually do it. <laughs> even though um, we didn't know that <laughs> the best um, part is nobody will listen to this right. that would be mad about this right
1: um so all right, Rebecca, sorry, back yeah. to you. We go off on <laughs> tangents a lot.
2: <laughs> but you. It's like I'm listening. I hear that. <laughs>
1: um, so, walk us through. And now, is your primary focus women in your business? or It is. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, in two of my three businesses. Yes.
1: Two of three businesses. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. What do you do?
2: So, first and foremost, I'm a life coach. That's okay. the part where I work mainly with women. Second of all, I own a women's event company where we curate our own events for women, and that's called Kaleidoscope Effect, that I run with Alicia Shoemaker. We actually just had our last retreat in Dawn Space, so that was fabulous. And then thirdly, I still do Airbnb. We own two, we manage a third, and then we also do a bedroom out of our house. But even though I do all of those things, I have a ton of space in my life and in my calendar because I don't function well if I don't have a lot of space, but also that helps me show up the best for myself, for my clients and helps me teach them to be more present and to actually live and be versus like the doing and checking all the boxes and rushing on to the next thing.
1: Sure. Um, So in this life coach, I guess walk me through how you find clients, what you do with them, like the, Mm -hmm. the, the breakdown of the business.
2: Yeah. So as far as how I find clients, um, it works a couple of different ways. I actually used to do quite a bit of work with Squad Buddy, which I'm sure at least David's familiar. I don't know oh, if yeah, you are. Oh yeah. Okay, so I was my my, okay, wife, gotcha.
1: my wife usually just. I mean, she's in the group, and then she yeah. she constantly just asks me landlord questions. She's like, "Hey, somebody in Squad yeah. Buddy's asking." What I do with this for my landlord. Mm. One of my favorite stories, and I, I know things aren't supposed to get out of the group and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, what happens like, in
2: Squad Betty stays in Squad Betty.
1: Right. But <laughs> I had to know about it because this landlord like came in and took a drink out of somebody's fridge or something. Oh my God. And I know. Oh, exactly I think I remember that, that
2: story. Because
0: she worked for us oh really she did and it was like that was one of our employees
1: my wife's like what would you do and i was like as a landlord i would never do this like right but like yeah so so many lines right but like i've given it's funny because i've given so much knowledge on that page without people knowing that it's actually me
2: (laughs) (laughs) my wife's like hey yeah we have rentals and
1: this
0: and that i was like but now we get rentals like what do you do for any again as i've told you before if it's about her it's you guys if it's about you it's you yeah <laughs> so if you, if you did something that's that's my husband he's an asshole yeah. but if she's got any anything that's positive she's like well we yeah. do that well and I, and I know
1: like i mean i really is say, I, my wife should it's literally just landlord things i know nothing else really except for squad buddy's the one that funded your guys's mess up for the jerseys right was that squad buddy
0: uh no oh, that okay. was gr boss babes oh, okay so mm. i i fucked that yeah you you, you, up you hardcore mess but um yeah. so
1: but like yeah really otherwise it's just women empowering women yeah and I think which is great i think it's a great group yeah. and, and i'm not i have no i have i wish there was a men's group like
0: this right again yeah. they're is the there? reason that break room therapy exists yeah there you go because Dawn hopped in there and she's like hey what do i do for my really pissed off husband and they're like oh I'll take him to a rage room yeah, she didn't know what the bucket That's was, hilarious. and she looked it up, and they're like, "Hey, you should open that." And she's like, "All right, yeah." And I still That's have so never funny. done this.
2: I, I did not funny. even know that part of oh, the yeah. story.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she was looking for an outlet for me, and uh-huh. um, I I don't like destruction if it's okay. something that costs money. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't mind. This is weird. I don't mind punching a hole in the wall but i can do that <laughs> it's the repair money that That's the shit that pisses me off <laughs> yes um, right I, so like if my wife and i fight her first thing to do is grab something and throw it yeah which skews me out because now you just broke something that we own and now i'm really pissed off like i was mad before but now i'm really pissed <laughs> you know? but she's like hey people said we should do this and there's one in detroit and i'm like yeah i'm not doing that 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 literally so just sense. skeeves me out and she goes well yeah. here's the problem this is totally for me i like this and i'm like cool she okay. goes i think i want to open this i'm like great do that i'm i'll support you in any way possible but i'm not ever fucking doing that so i broke one guitar
1: yeah
0: because who doesn't want to break a guitar fact and uh one cup because it was a trump cup and <laughs> Give me that fucking Trump cup. I'm gonna beat the shit out of that. Yeah. Um. But that's all I've ever broken here, and we've been open four and a half years.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well. So, all right. So you find you find clients through that type of stuff. Yeah. Mm.
2: So yeah, I was actually in 2020. Elise and I, who was the head of Squad Buddy, Mad Buddy, and Naughty yep. Buddy. Her and I were actually neighbors, and we weren't There's close three before Bettys? that.
0: Oh yeah, there are. Oh so, yeah.
2: One's a Facebook sick. group. There's and more together, than we one. Her businesses. Yeah but they're all Elisa's. And during COVID, we already knew we were neighbors, but we'd never really connected or we didn't have a friendship or anything like that. And she ended up posting something on squad Betty. We kind of went back and forth in the, the, um, on the page, just having a conversation. And she's like, Hey, do you want to do a porching? And so I was like, Sure, because it was COVID. So we went and sat on her porch together and had this amazing conversation. And then within a week, it happened again. And she was telling me about some of the pain points in her personal life and her business. Um, And so I ended up saying, hey, I can help you with that. So we ended up writing out a contract and figuring out what that would look like. And I was actually contracted with the Betty Spaces for a year and a half. And I was Elisa's personal coach but then I was the official life coach of that group. And I think at that time, there were t- between like 4,500 and 5,000 women in there. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and then um, ended up working with both of her teams for Mod Betty and Naughty Betty as well. So I also got to work with her businesses. So mm-hmm. that gave me a ton of exposure, a ton of traction. Um, I'm also a little bit affiliated with GR Boss Babe, so I've got a few connections from there. But then since then, I've actually started branching out reaching into international or not international national spaces um to find clients too and a lot of very female presenting um facebook groups that's where i find a lot of clients
0: i feel like nick has questions no i I mean yeah i was gonna say you can ask all
2: the questions i'm an open book mod
0: mod what is what is that
2: so that's her photography studio and she oh. does a lot of boudoir photography, but it's very self empowering. Um, but she does a ton of other photography too.
1: And then what's Naughty Betty?
2: Naughty Betty that's is the European famed lingerie store. Yeah. Or oh, store, but
1: it's still yeah. it's still photography. No, like, that's an store. actual store. Oh, a store. With, so yeah. Oh, okay. So.
2: But because I know about this Mod
1: shit. <laughs> I, again, what happens to squad buddy stays in
2: squad I, unless it's a well, real just estate? Squad question, buddy, not mad buddy and naughty. <laughs> buddy. I, I'm jumping <laughs> in. So
0: you can go to Elisa's place. Okay. And she has like a storefront which has lingerie and, and shit like yep. that. Sure. And she also does like the uh drag bingo there.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: So I've I've gone to drag bingo there. And
2: and the photography studio is on the back side of the line Yeah, okay. Store. Gotcha. So she has this
0: oh. big, big space that she does all of this stuff through. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they're not online things. These are
1: actual, the other two are physical. Physical rappers. spaces. Yep. And the, yep. the squad is an online presence.
0: Okay. So if you yep. want to go see a drag show, go yeah. there.
1: No, I, say, I know. They're running one soon at uh, Trey Scott's, which we have to get to.
0: They are. So- I sent that to Vanessa because she is so excited to go and I'm like here here's one yeah we do need to get over there because we talked to him for a long time yeah at the uh, donut beer fest
1: yeah all right so you you get a client and and so yeah and and then what do you do with them
2: so we work together for a year first and foremost that's really really important because a lot of what I do with women is help them reconnect with who they are authentically you know there's so much like We feel like we need to be somebody for somebody else, or we grew up feeling like we needed to be this way, or it was the way that our, our mothers or our grandmothers, like that's just how they led by example. So we naturally fall into that same category. So I help them figure out who they actually are. um, And then get really curious about why they show up the way they do. So why do you feel the way that you do? Why do you think that the way do you do? Why are you triggered the way that you are? And instead of applying judgment, right, wrong, yes, or, or yes, or no to those things, we get curious and acknowledge what that feels like. And then start to figure out like how we show up as our best selves. So you guys were talking about sleep. That's a huge thing. That's like, I will not compromise. And that's also one of the reasons I don't really drink later at night is because it fucks with my sleep and I'm not okay with that. Um, so that's one of the, like the, the start of looking at things as how we show up as our best selves and then what are the habits that I can actually implement and the boundaries I can implement that will help me show up as my best self, which helps them build self-trust but one of the reasons that we work so long together is because that self trust piece is really 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 challenging especially if somebody isn't consistently there to reassure us that it's okay this is really uncomfortable it's really scary i get it there's pushback but it's okay and you can practice being yourself here but then take that out into other spaces
1: and so one one year commitment for a contract Mm -hmm. and how often are you meeting uh, contacting that type of a thing
2: yeah so we meet twice a month and we meet for 90 minutes each time and then we also have a 15 minute phone call during the month too just to check in do you have any questions how's it going Um, and then we also always have like you can email me in between if you have something come up that's easy enough to address and doesn't uh, doesn't require a lengthy response and then we also always have an ongoing document that you can access that will have like Action steps that we plan to take. What are your goals? What are um, some of the things we're working on? What are some resources? Who should you connect with? What spaces should should you be plugging into that align with those things? So you always have access to that information as well.
0: Hmm.
1: So that sounds and so the end the end reason. Now they're not all business people. It could be any No, it's mostly
2: individuals, but I do also work with small teams and I just created a corporate training too. Okay yeah
0: diversifying
2: mine as well <laughs> I don't even know why I'm right like
1: I'm trying to take notes and I'm sitting here writing yeah. and, and I wrote one right it was like uh women women only uh yeah retreats or something and I wrote it so small and so scripted I couldn't even you can't read it right and then I just wrote small and then I wrote like I was gonna write teams and it, it says teams but I can't even read it. I'm just like, why am I even trying to make these notes right now? Like, I'm getting frustrated with myself. Um,
0: Maybe we just wing it. <laughs> say because we're really good at that. Uh, I will just gonna put my pen
1: down. <laughs> so, um, all right, and then okay. So, what? I guess. Do you get personal satisfaction out of this watching them grow and develop?
2: I mean, yes, I do. Um, I definitely. Like there's nothing that's more fulfilling or makes me more proud than to see somebody recognize that there's not something wrong with them, but then also discover themselves and realize that there's a more rewarding way to live. And it doesn't have to be crazy different from where they are. Um, But I'm also the oldest of seven. I have five younger sisters. So like just that big sis energy really shows up in me. And so just being proud, but also the accountability and um, being able to challenge my clients is, is another big thing. And I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to be challenged, or we view that as there's something wrong with me. So being able to hold space for people and be able to challenge them in a really healthy way that allows them to grow is also equally fulfilling.
1: Um, I tried to write a question and I did really <laughs> good at it.
2: Um,
1: but my cool. question is so. <laughs> what so so what questions so as if, if i wanted to come to you what questions yeah. would i ask to find a, a good life coach like what are some of the things
2: because mm. I, mean, I,
1: I, don't, I don't think there's a specific life coach that's going to be great for everyone right no um, yeah so
2: So, yeah, I would say, first of all, what is it, are you working on? So what is it that you're really hoping to address? Like money coaches are going to have a completely different approach from a health and wellness coach that are going to have a peak, completely different approach from a retreat coach to like a writing coach. Like there's so many different kinds of life coaches right now. It's not even funny. Um, So it's knowing what it is or thinking that you know what it is that you want to work on, but then. It's just like finding a therapist or a doctor, like you want to work with somebody that can meet you where you are and challenge you. But also like there has to be a connection somehow, like there has to be enough trust and connection in that dynamic for them to be able to them, the client, be able to show up and be vulnerable enough to share what they're going through but then also for the coach to recognize whether or not they're good fit and to be honest about that. Cause that's part of it too. Like if we're just taking money to have a butt in a seat, that's not doing anybody a favor or anybody a, a service It's doing a disservice. So it's making sure that you're finding coaches that actually know what the hell that they're doing making sure that they are not just ex- exchanging dollars for time. And then also making sure that they're addressing the things specifically that you're trying to work on
0: um i almost feel like you and i should be financial coaches you know i might as well i'm everything else in this i mean world. the problem is we suck at it because we do all of this shit for free right um <laughs> so,
1: you got you got a 35 cents no i'm broke that's why i need you all right well let's sit and
0: figure this out i mean how much free advice did you give to tj and danny on how to buy their first house
1: Millions of dollars worth,
0: and how long did it take him to buy a house? Weeks, right? Like weeks. It was, it was the best thing. And how happy were we? I'm
1: still happy. We're, we're literally
0: <laughs> the worst businessmen
1: ever. Gosh, yes. Let's say we we celebrate people's successes way too much.
2: Oh, um, I don't think that's possible.
0: I mean, that's that honestly is what makes us happier than yeah. anything, right? Nick and I talk about this all the time. So, like you know, as coaches we uh-huh. hate everybody we coach against mm-hmm. but when it comes to money if anybody we talk to has a money success that's like all of our success we're so happy oh
2: yes right
0: um you know, i
1: say i had given david the suggestion of opening earlier on a saturday or something and it took a little bit of convincing for here to open and then i get a text that was like hey we made an extra i don't even know 75 bucks or 100 bucks whatever i don't even know the number mm-hmm. right but it's like you just and I was like, bam, this is amazing, right? Like right. We're on the right
0: track. Am we right? had we had a bunch of early appointments this last weekend. Right. Mind you, it was such a fight. Yeah. But once once I I I was literally, I'm just sitting there going, it's just me and you. We don't have to have staff. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And once she decided, hey, it's really no big deal, and she opened it, all right. Extra revenue. Yeah. Perfect.
1: It's, and, okay, it's cool. And when you guys go on vacation, somebody can take the extra couple hours, right? Like it is, and, and that was, you know, it was. A, it's great to see that type of a thing go into effect, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, because when you're not changing anything except for the one thing you have to give as a business owner, right? I mean, as business owners, we have no time, but we make it to make it happen.
0: Um, it's the only way you're going to be successful is giving up your time. Oh gosh, yes. I mean. It, I love people. But that,
2: I don't give up my time. Yes, you do. Not in a way that I'm compromising who I am at my core.
1: No, no, it's, right? it's not giving. Yeah. But it's, I mean, to, you know, to get a client, you had to put in some type of effort to get, you mm-hmm. know, to go online. You had to do. And so, like, that time, that aspect of things.
0: It's the same it's, trade-off we all make. Right. You know? You, you know, whether you work for a company or whether you work for yourself, you're like, all right, if I give up this amount of time it should bring in this amount of revenue Yep, and we're not necessarily doing it for the revenue but right that's a perk yep
1: well you know i say and so like every business any unless it was handed to you and you're sitting on a board and you have to show up once a year because legally you have to um right like the every business owner has to give up time Mm -hmm. in order for Mm -hmm. exchange so um it's a matter of how much, right? So not forgetting, you know, not, it's nothing against, hey, you, you've you changed who you are. No, it's, hey, this is the time I've get it, but, and this is where I am, right? I mean, if you look at it and say, hey, if I put in 24 hours a day, where would I be? Yes, I would mm-hmm. be an emotional wreck of a person, <laughs> and I wouldn't mm-hmm. do a good job at it, but I'd be filthy rich, right? Like, Or, hey, I can do a great job, give this high quality of a thing for this, and then Mm-hmm. yeah my low-end clients go out and my high-end clients come in and i can still do the time mm-hmm. so
0: you and i talked about it for six months i was the one that worked break from therapy Oh gosh, gotcha. because dawn had to make money elsewhere well, because we mm-hmm. had to still function as a family yeah well right. and, and it took a lot of
1: people to tell her hey like you have to commit to right you can half-ass two things or whole ass one thing correct <laughs> so mm-hmm. and, and, and and
0: once she figured out all right i'm gonna whole ass this thing nope it just took off,
1: and that's exactly it, right? It's being yeah. able to take that risk. So
2: it's the burn the boats approach.
0: Yep,
1: it's uh, someday I'll do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, uh, so and then you you okay? So you're meeting twice a week, fifteen minute phone call.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Sorry, twice a month, fifteen minute phone call during the month. Uh, now you're meeting in person, online via Zoom. Like what are we what are we talking? Here?
2: It depends on the person and where they are. So generally, for in the Greater Grand Rapids area, we will meet in person and sometimes it'll be in my home office. Also, what I recently pivoted to was doing things where we weren't in my home office, but we're actually out and about, like doing walk and talks. Um, I had a conversation with my mentor a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. And one of the things that really hit me during our conversation. And she's very successful, owns multiple businesses. She's on tons of boards of committees. And she was talking about the fact when we were on our walk, she's like, I haven't walked since last time you and I connected. And I love to walk. And I was like, that was a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... It blew my mind because I'm very, first of all, very intentional about moving my body just because like, I have horrible pain if I don't, and I love to be outside and be present and just set the tone for my day that way. Um, but then I started really reflecting on some of the other clients I've had and the fact that when I connect with them and then when I've connected with just people that I love to have in my space, a lot of the times we do walk and talk. So if you're in the Grand Rapids area, we can do that. We can actually go out and have the coaching session where we're walking together if you're not in the greater grand rapids area then what we can do is we actually if you want to still be mobile and that's one of the things that we're working on is you moving your body more then you'll get on the phone i'll get on the phone and we'll have the conversation while we're walking but if you are just more interested in the coaching aspect then it would be via zoom sure.
1: uh, they like say david and i don't walk you say like
2: from
0: the field and to the car yeah, i walk from my car to the field <laughs> We prefer not to do that. I would totally be happy if I had one of those rascals, and I could just drive
1: ambulance. There's an emergency out there. Take me with you. The emergency was I had to get there. Um. Mm. So, all right. When it comes to financial things, um, yeah. I say what? What are some of the the issues that you're seeing, and and you're dealing with the women, right? So, like, because sexism, right, is a thing you know, men are normally the, Hey, the financial providers and the things mm-hmm. like that. So like, what are you seeing now in today's society? What are you seeing with some women? And, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you mentioned earlier, Hey, like we got this trait from my mom or from my grandma. Right. So like yeah, those, yeah. those were things. So what what are some of the issues that you're seeing from that side?
2: So some of the things I'm seeing and also that I'm navigating myself is, you know, because it has been more in the past, a couple of different things that men were the ones that were handling the money. Um, but also those older generations, they didn't talk about the money. They didn't talk about what they had. They didn't talk about where they put it. They didn't talk about how to use it. Um, So a lot of that information was missing. And so now one of the things that I'm seeing is for myself, it was so funny because do you guys know about abundance versus scarcity mindset? Yeah. Okay. So It was funny because I've done so much work on myself to work on that abundance mindset. And that's not just money. That's also like love and relationships and health and all of those things. And I felt like I did a lot of really good work there, but I was still coming up against this wall with money and you can have a scarcity abundance or a scarcity mindset and still have a ton of money. Like that's not the thing that determines what that is. But I was like, why, why the hell am I still running into this wall after doing all this work? And so I started getting really, really curious and digging down deeper and digging down deeper. And one day it hit me, and this is what I'm seeing a lot of, is I don't trust myself with money, right? Like it's that self-perpetuating cycle of this is what I've known, this was the example I was shown, this is the information I don't have, so I'm kind of at the mercy of, and because I didn't know all these things, like I didn't trust myself with money. So once I realized that, I was able to go back and say... I've done a ton of work on self-trust with myself. That's one of the reasons that I work on my clients with that a lot. I had to retrain myself how to be in romantic relationships because in a prior life, like that was not my thing. I was in super unhealthy relationships. So it took me a lot of time to relearn how to be in relationship, but also honor who I was and have really healthy boundaries in my relationship. And so once I realized like, I don't trust myself with money, I, I was immediately like, Shit, I can do this. Like I've had to retrain myself to do A, B, and C. This is just the same process applied to something different. So that's what I'm seeing, and also what I'm navigating myself at the same time.
0: I'm going to ask this: Who do you feel responsible for money-wise?
2: My
1: family, my
0: everybody. Who specifically?
1: All of them. No, I mean, my 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 wife, my kid, my mom. I mean, I don't talk to my dad anymore, but I used to, right? Right. I mean, I, I like when it comes to an income aspect of right. things, yes, so like that.
0: So you're you're literally not necessarily managing, but managing all of their money. Oh, gosh. Yes. So I have this conversation with my therapist, and she's like, but you worry about yours and Dawn's money, and then you worry about your mom's money, and then you worry mm-hmm. about your daughter's money. And I'm like, right because i'm the financial guy so i have to make sure that everybody is taken care of mm-hmm. and she goes but isn't that just too much for you to handle and my answer is who the fuck else is going to handle it <laughs> because they all suck at it like my wife's decent enough at it but how many times have we had a conversation about my daughter getting a 300 hundred dollar haircut
1: oh my gosh yeah.
0: Nick, Thanks. she just got another $300 No, haircut. she didn't. She After we fucking did, did. She fucking did. You know what she said to justify mm, it? Nope, I don't care. There's <laughs> Her justification was, this one's going to last longer. I said, you had the last one in June. What's you stuff? had this one in September. It lasted three fucking months. What are we talking about? Wow. Yes, sir. Another $300 haircut. And how do I not take responsibility for all of these people? So it's great to to sit there and look at money and go, okay, I have the responsibility to make sure that my household, which is just two people now, runs smoothly. But then I also have my mother who does not know what the fuck she's doing with money because she bought Mm. grain. (laughs) And I have my daughter who got two $300 haircuts in six months. What do you do about that?
1: Uh, and the problem is as fathers or as the people that we are, right. I mean, we take that responsibility and things, right. Like I, my wife and I are so different Mm -hmm. on money. I got yelled at yesterday, today. I don't remember. My wife was talking to a friend who's going through some financial things and she said something to her. And I was like, you giving her financial advice is like me giving a person weight loss advice. And my wife just gave me like this fucking death look, like I'm the biggest piece of shit, and she's like, "Well, I'm better at it," and I was like, "Uh-huh, great, you are better."
0: Like I get that, but like, oh baby, <laughs> like yes, uh, and you're better. Related. So, to so I'm though? curious
2: about something. So you yes. talk about the fact, David, that you like you're the money person, and you do it when it comes to your mom when it comes to your wife your daughter uh-huh. because who the fuck else is going to do it correct so i'm curious just for like an analogy uh-huh. Are there a lot of things that your wives do around the house that they have to do because nobody else can do it? Right? Oh
1: my goodness, my wife does. I, I'm I first go to
0: admit <laughs> I don't take care of shit at the house, and I get yelled at all the time. The table's been dirty for eight months, right? Yeah. I don't fucking care about the table. I don't give a shit that every piece of mail we've gotten in the last eight months is on the fucking table. Guess I Don't I, care.
1: Guess I'm gonna go do the towels because nobody else will do them. Right? Did you give the responsibility to the kid? She's eight time for her to learn exactly i'm not like trust me I'm, so not that
2: afraid, that. <laughs> I'm not afraid to
1: admit my wife is a saint she does so much more right i like, do nothing
2: right. around
0: the house but I'm the first to don't fucking they kind
2: it. of make it and i'm just as guilty like this is not me pointing fingers or holier than thou or any of that but so we look at that, right? Like the wives are traditionally more the ones that are gonna bear the burden of the household responsibilities and the men are, men are more gonna be apt to bear the financial responsibilities. But what that means is those people stay on those lanes and we don't do better moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So like, how do we empower and teach other people to do the things, maybe not exactly like we would, but yeah. at least to an extent where they can be responsible Um, and also thinking about the fact, like a lot of times when we try to do something like that, it's way harder in the beginning because then we literally have to teach them and meet meet them where they are versus like, this is just how you do it because we've all got questions, but on top of that it's not just the questions. It's also understanding like what your core values are, like what's important to you as an individual. And I feel like a lot of times in couples, there's a huge disconnect between like, what's important to me and what's what's important to you. And if you don't know those things about each other and you can't like trust and reconcile it, it just keeps it a shit show. Oh yeah.
0: Well, and, and Nick and I have, have talked about this. I'm what, 13 years older than you? you 33? I'm 35. So you're 35. So I'm 11 years older now. And I've said before you're you're just about 10 years behind where I'm at Uh and the the best revelation I ever had is my wife is not going to help with the money she doesn't fucking care I just need to take Mm -hmm. care of it Uh and you and I have had this talk before and you're like I don't understand my why my wife won't just look at this and give a shit Uh and I'm I, I've told you before, when you get to the realization that it's just never going to fucking happen, you will feel better about your life, because I hate the fact that it's all on me. Yeah, But at least I'm to the realization that it's just all on me, and I just have to do it myself. And, you know, I, I
1: I don't know, I, I want, and the problem is, like, you go back to the teaching thing, like, and I try to teach my wife as much as possible, and, and, you know, it makes me proud that she comes and goes, Hey, my 401 K, what should I do with this? And what and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, all right, these are actual questions. And but you know, today like I'm telling her I'm getting ripped off, you know, forty thousand uh-huh. dollars, let's just say. And and granted she's working, but she's like, Okay. Oh. And then comes to me and like she's like, Why are you why are you upset? And I was like, I just had to deal ten minutes with a stupid ass person. That's like, you know, like like how do you not understand that money like is the thing that bothers me the most when uh-huh. you know and I she should know. Right. but
2: but. i'm curious though i don't know you guys well enough but was it maybe that she didn't understand because she knew that you would figure it out
0: oh
1: she just always thinks i'm gonna figure it out 100 yeah right like okay oh i mean
0: i don't need to care because they will figure it
1: out right my my wife i trust you you you're smart enough to get it and it's like loving and affection and i get it but, it's but just, it doesn't just, help you just, one bit. It's just like David, right? I just want to bitch for a couple minutes, uh-huh. and then I'll get through it. Yeah. But, like, I just need that 30 seconds of bitching, right? The um,
0: best bosses I've ever had have understood he just needs to vent. Let him vent for five fucking minutes, and he'll just do it anyways. Yep. And, uh, no, I, I trust me because I'm, my wife will,
1: I don't know how to say the word, like, not complain or nag or whatever, like, whatever the things I think she's doing, she will Nicely explained to me that she wishes I would help around the house more. And so, you know, for a I've day or two, too. I'll help. And then I just get back to my normal life. But, you know, so let me ask you yeah, yeah. Um, from a woman's perspective, uh-huh. my wife wants me to clean the house more and help out more and do the yeah. inside things more. And I don't want to. Um, right. And I've been willing to pay for a maid to come in. Mm hmm. And I'm fine with paying a maid every single day to come in and pick up my shirt that isn't in the laundry hamper and put mm-hmm. it in the thing for me. So uh, there's no right and wrong here. But if I'm willing to financially fix it and have mm-hmm. it so she doesn't have those stresses, mm-hmm. she doesn't want one because she'd just rather me do it. Mm. Mm-hmm, see, see, that's she a gets hard it. one.
0: See? Yeah, that's a hard. And, and it's I have the too, same because... argument.
2: So it's funny because like you talking about that. So we've actually had a cleaning person before too. And it's, it's not even just that, right? It's like women take so much on that nobody fucking asked them to, Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right? And they take ownership over that, but then they run around doing things, wondering why everybody else isn't wanting to do the things with them. Well, why the hell would anybody else want to be responsible for all the things that we make ourselves responsible for? Yeah. And it's so funny because that's actually one of the things I love the most about my relationship with Brian is the fact that he has been and unintentionally like we could not be any different if we tried like he describes himself as a simple feller he literally says I'm a simple feller and I am like the deepest thinking like bougie is shit with some things and I think the thing I love the most about our relationship is the fact that he gives me permission to put more things down and not think take things more seriously and I think that's really hard for women to do so like where to find the line between hire a maid because I'm not gonna fucking do it but I want you to want to do it like it's it's hard and I think part of that's probably like she probably wishes somebody gave a shit as much as she does, even though she hates that she does.
1: Mm-hmm. I I'm I just a, don't care. We're, we're, we're
0: 50, 50 minutes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do any of it. Right. I would rather pay somebody to come in. And, and, and the argument I hear is it's your shit. Right. Somebody else shouldn't pick it up. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm not going to. I don't want to. It's not worth my time right i will bend over and pick up a fucking penny on the ground yeah but i'm not picking up that sock i'm just not <laughs> fucking doing it it's not happening so That's, does she need to put to pennies in your socks no. I, I'm just, it's just not happening it will happen but it will happen three weeks after you want it to happen Dave, david mm. pick up the penny from inside the sock and drop the sock
2: correct so, um So I have a question for you guys, like kind of rolling off of that. Do you guys feel like when your ladies want you to do something around the house, that unless you do it exactly like them, it's not good enough? Correct. Oh,
0: yes. We have to, we have to be mind readers. Yes. Literally. I had that fight yesterday. Yes, of course. Like,
1: I mean, if I go and do something, she's going to go touch it up, fix it up, Uh you know, because, well... You half asked it. Why even try? Because you wanted me to fucking want to do this. And I gave an up. Right.
0: We talked about this. Yeah. So cutting weeds in the fucking. Yeah, in the backyard. In the woods. Yeah. So Dawn went down with me the first day I had to do this. <laughs> and she goes, I really feel like this is going to be stupid. I'm like, it's going to be even stupider than you think. Mm-hmm. So her and I start <laughs> cutting shit. And my mother is going behind us, cutting all the shit we didn't fucking cut. And she says to me on the way home, I don't know why I was doing anything because she was literally going behind me and cutting further into the, I'm like, right. That's what she does. And that's how I feel when it comes to cleaning shit at my house with my wife, I can do it, but it's not the way you want me to do it. Right. So you're going to go behind me and do it anyway. So why did I do it in the first place?
1: Well, and and my wife has come down. I haven't gone up. Let me tell you that. Right. Um, I, I, I have no problem living my life out of a laundry basket, right? Correct. I will uh-huh. throw, I will throw this shirt, these pants, this underwear into the washer, into the dryer, and I will pull it right back out of the dryer. Yep. Right. And go, why do I need to hang it up? I'm not folding this. Like it's literally going to get used and do the yep. exact cycle. Like to me, it's a waste of time mm-hmm. for that. Right. It's not like it's any more organized. I literally only own, you know, so much that I'm going to wear all week long. Do you make um, the bed? no uh so i have i have made my bed before i know how careful
2: that's a sore point over here (laughs) i i
1: have
0: to ask this because this is the guy thing do you make the bed i
1: do not make the bed
0: do you pull the covers up because i do that no i do not i pull the covers because i work on the bed oh sure so i pull the covers up but i i have never made a bed i'm 46 years old i've never made a bed and i'm gonna go to the grave never making a bed so i mean you know
1: my aunt linda like she's my great aunt like She lived with us, and so she always made my bed for me Mm -hmm. as a child, Mm -hmm. as a young adult. Like it was my wife and I were dating, and we'd come home, and my bed, my bed would be made. Yeah, my wife said, "Oh, you make the bed," and I was like, "No, my aunt does that." Like, why why the hell would I make my bed? You know, like I got people. (laughs) Like, and my aunt, my my aunt's a saint of a woman, right? Like I love her to pieces. But yeah, I. I was never raised to do those types of things. Right. Like my parents divorced. Mm. And yeah. On Sunday we would, you know, my dad would make us go, Hey, we have to clean for an hour type thing. And by that, you know, you're going to go stand in the corner and look at like you're taking a pee, but right. right. Like it wasn't stuff I had to do. Right? right. I mean, yes. Which is why I do the outside work. Right. I always had to mm. mow a damn lawn. So,
0: um, and, and
1: mowing lawn equals I can mow the next person's lawn and I'm going to make money. no,
0: <laughs> so, I never had to clean, yeah. ever. My yeah. mother cleaned everything. Ring, ring. My mother cleaned everything. Yeah, I never had to clean my room. I never had to clean anything else. It was just done. Yeah. So, I'm 46 years old now, and it should just be done. I right. say, just it's, it's so weird. <laughs> I put these clothes right here, and there's a magic folding fairy. Yeah. And all the clothes. <laughs> the only time I took care of my clothes. Yeah was my football clothes. There you go. Because I didn't want to wear muddy mess every day. So I came home every day from practice. I washed my shit and then I took it back to school the next day and, it, you know, yeah. it just went every day. That's just what it was. No. Um.
1: So anyway, I guess, why do you ask? What did I ask?
2: Was it about... <laughs> now I forget. Because you guys brought up the making bed thing and I can't remember what was no. before that.
1: <laughs> um us uh, you had asked us, um, about the
2: house yeah
1: the house and, and
0: do so we feel like basic- when we do it it's not up to, our wife's yeah, up to our wife's standards
2: right so i mean it's kind of going back to that piece of like when you're handling the money like having to take the time wanting them to do it your way and that's like exactly what keeps you stuck in that cycle and feeling responsible for all the things
1: i can't say i want her to do it my way i just okay. don't want her to do it her way <laughs>
2: Right, right. No, I totally get that. I feel like that's where me and my boyfriend are right now. Like
1: you can do it any way you want that works for you as long as you long know exactly ass. what you're doing.
0: And okay. it works. Okay, See, like, and my thing is, I don't want you to do it at all. I just want you to have some knowledge about what it is. Right. Mm. Know what's in your account. Know what's in my account. Know what's coming out in the next week. Yep. So but there's you none were- of that.
2: Yeah, you guys were asking me before, like some of the things that I see that are happening, especially when it comes around money. And I think that's one of the things, too, is like avoidance, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the shame over I either don't know what the fuck I'm doing or I'm doing it wrong. And so if I avoid it, then I don't have to deal with it. But also, guess what? It doesn't get any better either. And I sure as shit don't feel any better about it. No. I, and that's a hard one.
1: I, so I can see that. And, you know, I say my, again, my, I do give my wife a lot of credit. She is come a mm-hmm. very I mean, we've been married 13 years mm-hmm. and she finally has savings mm-hmm. I'm really proud of her um and and that's great you know but like it's 13 years and she finally has savings right it's take like, a long time like, you know, and so but and and the problem is, is i think what bothers me is like i will tell you yeah you're welcome right like i don't get the credit for the things that i've done in that sense and i'm like. Oh yeah, now all of my no fucking knowledge and making sure that you don't spend and buying this no no god no It definitely wasn't me it was all you these fucking thoughts just randomly popped in your head. Yeah, but that's the probably, probably the biggest thing that bothers me right now. Okay. But
0: I don't need the the thanks. Oh, I do. I just need I just need you to know what the fuck is going on without me sitting there and going these are the fights I hate. So I have I don't know Twelve credit cards, mm-hmm. okay? Because each thing gives me a different fucking reward. Yeah, know what each one gives me. See, and you without demands. calling me and going, what credit card do I use at the gas station? You should fucking know. I wrote it down for you. Why don't you know? See, and that's and that like to me that's
1: really hard because your demands are so demanding, right? Like twelve mm-hmm. credit cards to remember what the hell to do with. <laughs> I I can't remember. That's like remembering which pillow goes where on the couch. That you
0: need to remember.
1: Like, dude, I have a business card and a debit card, right? Like, and I have to remember just myself which one. Like, when I go to the hardware store, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. I got to swipe this card because this is a
0: bad. Ask me if you can remember this. Yeah. There's two different cards you use at a grocery store. Yeah. There's one card that you use at a gas station. Okay. There's one card that you use for eating out. Okay, everything else goes on this card. No, why? Uh, Four things. I'll write that shit down. Five. I don't want to.
1: When I go to the gas station, I don't want to sit here and have to punch in my stupid. (laughs) <laughs> my phone number to figure
0: out what my rewards are, then look at a fucking who palm pilot. Who cares and then go what your I, rewards are you just yeah, exactly. who cares what your rewards exactly. You just good. sit there and you go, All right, I'm at a gas station, I use Bank of America, they give me three percent. Done. If you wrote it on top of my my card,
1: like on the physical card, I'd probably be okay.
0: Then I can do that. I can write gas yep. and, and grocery. I can do that. Done. Yep. I can do that. But you know what I get told? <laughs> no, I don't want that. Why would I want that?
2: So curious, like have other of you ever unloaded your dishwasher at home?
1: Uh, I All the really time. I, okay. I will unload my dishwasher. I will load it too. I will not unload it. Or sorry, I will not load it. I will unload it. And that is one thing I have tried to step up and do more because, and the problem is, and my wife fights me uh-huh. because friends of ours, we were sitting having this conversation and they're like, oh, we bought a magnet where you flip it and it says clean and mm-hmm. dirty.
2: Clean or dirty. And I was up. like,
1: oh, we should get that. And she's like, we don't need that. There's a stupid little fucking thing on top. But the problem is I also made a deal with my wife and it wasn't trying to be an arrogant thing. I said, hey, I will buy you brand new appliances. You, because she's been bitching about the dishwasher forever. I said, the only stipulation I have, you never bitch about this dishwasher again, ever, right? And I don't have to do these stupid dishes because like, I, that's the only thing like I won't really do is like do the dishes because I can't stand uh-huh. yeah i don't mind that but like so i won't load it but i'm like hey these are the only things and so then that came into i have to help unload and i was like fine so i i do unload and a lot of the times my wife is five seven which is a tall woman right Uh but all of my like upper cabinets are you know seven foot fucking nine and Mm -hmm. so i have to reach and do all that so like it's just easier for me to unload and our dishwasher sits like when the door is open it's four feet away or whatever it is three and a half so you know it's easy Mm -hmm. for me to put the plates up and stuff like that but there's times where I just, I don't know when the hell she runs a dishwasher. And I'm like, we have uh-huh. a thing that could fix this. Yes. It'd be uh-huh. Your responsibility to say clean or dirty. Mm-hmm. Cause she gets mad. Cause I don't load, even if the dishwasher is completely unloaded and I know I just unloaded it, I'll throw my dish in the sink and she like, why well, I can't yeah. just put it in the fucking dishwasher. And I'm like, well, that's the sink right there. <laughs> right? Like,
0: here's the question for you. Yeah. This is the part I have problem with is laundry. Yeah.
2: I'll wash the laundry. That was laundry. my next question. I'll dry the
0: laundry, and then it goes in a basket. We'll never take, take care of it. Do you care if you wear the same three shirts every week? No, God, no. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't need to put them away. It's perfectly fucking fine. And there's a different level of dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wear this I wear this shirt today, yep. I can wear it tomorrow, yeah. depending on what I've done in it. If I go out and I work in a field, I'm not going to wear it tomorrow. It's filthy. Oh, man. I, but if i wore it on the podcast th- this shirt's clean for an hour right, right. I and mean, that shirt's been sitting in the corner for 10 weeks when's right? the last time you washed it <laughs> not, Never, right Would like, you wear it for the podcast like, that's it. it for an hour
1: you know but i have a, uh, you know like my car is filthy which is fine but like mm-hmm. i had a funeral yesterday and i was like oh man like i'm in i'm in this right jeans and a t-shirt and some sandals and i was like uh but I, I literally i thought it was like a funeral not like a visitation thing so i thought i had to be there right at one and my gps was like mm. one o'clock and so i get there and I, I was like man i think i still have a polo in the back so i grab a black polo out of the back and i was like oh shit and i see my dress shoes and i was like oh i have dress shoes granted i don't have any socks but it looks like the dress shoes are going on i was like look at me this is what i get for being filthy like but you know and it looked fine but i was like i wear that polo uh-huh. for 35 seconds right like yeah. i was in the i was in the visitation for an hour and a half and it's back in the car right like for the next adventure mm-hmm. but um yeah i no i i don't i don't care about that like this i could never wear a shirt two days if i wear it for longer than this podcast my but. wife hates
0: folding mm-hmm. laundry they're no fucking folding oh, i don't give yep. a she just give me the yep. put all of my clothes in a basket and i'll figure it out from there yep but you won't put it away right Correct.
2: let's say yep that's a fact that's so funny so but. the reason i was asking about the dishwasher and my next question was going to be the laundry mm-hmm. just because like the dishwasher didn't really resonate but you know david you're talking about having these 12 different credit cards right and yeah. each one has a different reward so you've got to use this one of this and this one for that there's got to be something around the house that your wife feels the exact same way about where it's like hey it's these seven steps or you have to go through three these different systems in order to do the thing but like you want her to give a shit about something she doesn't give a shit about and mm-hmm. she probably wants you to give a shit about something she doesn't want to give a shit about and like neither is right or wrong but it's so funny how we can just like Ram our heads against the wall, trying to force it to yeah. like make a difference to somebody.
1: Yeah, in our house, it's the, the fucking table. The glass measuring cups do not yeah. go above the microwaves, no matter how many times I put them up there. They don't go there. I it, still haven't <laughs> learned, but that's where they go. For me, it's the
0: fucking table. A, why is all of this mail on the table? Because I don't want to look at it right now. That's why. A, and then, no. mind you, she'll come in and throw the fucking mail right on the table. Well, why can you throw it on the table? But I can't. No. Nope.
2: Because she's going to take care of it. Is that why?
0: uh no it just sits there forever okay until okay.
2: Hey, she will take
0: care of it she'll take care of it two months later and she'll yell at me because i didn't take care of it before and i
1: i feel like my wife and i are definitely growing don't get me wrong but like you know we're the, the same thing like on the counter or on mm-hmm. the table with all this mail and then so finally like i'll be sitting down working on the at the computer at the, at the kitchen table and she'll just come over to me with a pile hey can you go through this and so like i stop and i'm just like don't need don't need don't need don't need don't need don't need 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 need, need don't need don't. Like, and then she just takes this pile throws it into the recycling i go through this pile and then three days later she's like do you need these bills and i was like is there a date on them that says i've paid them no then i need the bill is there a date on them yes it goes into that box you know where they go like we've gone over this 10 times. i have a very small system right like i don't understand how this is going so but she knows how to, like, hey, just stop, focus, get my attention, make me go through it right now, and don't ask me again, right? Because I don't want to do this every day. I will do it as mm-hmm. often as you want, but, like... Well, kind
0: of... with my wife, God love her, but yeah. with my wife, <laughs> she'll do this shit to me heart. while I'm working. Yeah. So it's, like, 11 o'clock on Tuesday, yep. and I'm in the middle of shit that I hate because I hate everybody at work, Yeah, and she'll go why haven't you cleaned this table? Here's all this shit and I'll take it and I'll just toss it on the side of the bed. Cause I don't have time for this right now. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I,
1: and it, so you've been oh, working from say. home for so long yeah. that like I, you would think your wife understands that you're working from home, but how leisurely you are working from home. I don't think it resonates with her. <laughs> We're going to let Rebecca say and then I'm going to Yeah, I was going
2: to say the thing that immediately came to mind when you said that, David, is the fact that I think a lot of times women have so much, like I said, we shoulder so much that we don't Mm -hmm. need to. We make stuff ours that doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. ours, and we don't know where to put it, and we want other people to care, but why the hell would they want to care about all the things we make ourselves care about? Mm -hmm. And so I think immediately when you said that, the first thing that came to mind is I think a lot of times, like we don't stop to, like we want it out of our head, right? address it right now, get it out, move on to the next thing. And that's the thing that keeps us like always addressing things and just like picking really bad times to talk about things and not realize like you don't give a shit right now because yeah. we just want it out of our head. And you probably totally want it out of our head too, but you don't want to be responsible for it.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I say, I feel like we walked into marriage counseling. see. Uh, <laughs>
0: So here's our issues with our wives wanting us to do shit, and we just want to be left alone. Right? <laughs> Again, you and I just want to throw money at it. That's a fact. Oh, you need shit done in the house? Here, I'll just throw money at
1: it. It's done. Look at that. It fixed it all. Well, then she, you know, say um, our wives will just say, "Oh, then you're complaining about money." Well, yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> but oh man, I'm not, I'm not. You're not complaining about that anymore, right? So, um, now your say do your clients go through this constantly too
2: i mean not always with money but in some capacity like it's so funny how caught up we get in our expectations of what something should look like without taking the time to consider what's important to the other person and recognizing like we it doesn't have to be the way we want it right like we're really bad at that we love to control how things look in general not always but like in general like we just love to have that certainty and so it's not always with money but it's usually with with something whether it's household tasks or money or how the relationship was or like who's doing more in therapy like there's there's a lot of things where our expectations the unspoken ones are really the ones that get us in trouble
1: um So sorry. Uh, so you have this business. What's your second business you have? Kaleidoscope Effect, the women's event company. Women's event company, and strictly just big events for women.
2: So what's going to pivot next year, this year, we were actually doing monthly connection events. Um, and those were smaller, they were usually 25 or less. And then we were having quarterly retreats, we had a migration, which is where we bookend a women's conference that was in August. And then our big, big event is our winter Basque, which is the women's celebration itself. And that's going to be every January.
1: Okay. Um, and all right, how do you so you charge people to come to these events?
2: Oh, yeah. All of them. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, and what do you do in these events? It's not, I mean, because right whenever I think of, hey, we have a retreat twice a year, I just think multi-level marketing. That's a, all my brain. ever. Oh, no, to.
2: no. So So a lot of what we do is with our events, we create space for the women to show up holistically so that means that it's not just strictly from a professional standpoint it's not just strictly from a personal standpoint it's however they want to show up um it's a space a space to connect versus networking so we actually called our monthly events connection events versus networking because it's knowing people more versus knowing more people so we really want to have those like quality interpersonal relationships with our community um we always pick a theme to talk about and There is no man, like the only mandatory thing is you have to pay for your ticket and you have to wear a name tag, but how much you participate in the conversations is completely up to you. If you're just there to observe and listen, that's fine. If you want to share what what your thoughts are on the conversation, that's fine too. But we would pick themed conversations for every single month, just speaking to something that we see coming up, that we are hearing a lot about, that it feels like if we had a space for a conversation, it would help everybody feel a lot better about things. Um, and then with the retreats, like for instance, I said our last one was actually at break room therapy, so that was amazing. And we do a different one every quarter. They are themed around so kaleidoscope is actually what you call a group of butterflies. So we've got a lot of butterfly language and themes. Um, and so with the break room therapy one, that was a metamorphosis themed retreat, which is more taking up space, stepping into your power. Um just really stepping into that next version of yourself. So we, again, had a collective conversation with a theme, but it was really about like that one specifically was about breaking labels that no longer served us. And that didn't mean that they had to be labels that were bad, but sometimes we have to get rid of good to make room for great. And so that's what we did is we actually came in, had a conversation, wrote down on some of the items we were going to break like that, those labels that we wanted to break and went and smashed the shit out of them. That's
1: great. Um, jeez this this is women always put on way better events than guys
0: um say, <laughs> our, our events usually focus around drinking and talking right say
2: i mean is uh, is that a normal day
0: I mean, yeah, yeah day. really say, okay but <laughs> i mean our podcast revolves like, around bro. talking and drinking <laughs> um
1: and then sorry you have a third business which remind me one this more
2: time the airbnb
1: airbnb okay um yep. All right, so now because you have my curiosity, yeah. um, so where are they located?
2: The Airbnb, so two of them are actually in the grand, like, 43rd Division area. Uh, Both of them have in-ground pools. One has a hot tub. Your face is hilarious right now.
1: (laughs) 43rd in Division? Yeah. We'll talk off air, but... Okay. (laughs) I own enough i own three houses on 43rd uh, Oh, so okay like sorry like I, i'm sitting here going man there's Airbnb's in my area and i don't even have a clue about them
0: um say so, yeah i need an airbnb some of those fucking places that's what i'm saying
2: uh yeah I, so so there's those two and then we also we co-manage a third one or manage one for another party um, a friend of a friend that's out near, uh, Schaefer and Breton road. So it's about five minutes from the yeah. airport. And that one's actually, so the two that we own sleep nine people. And like I said, they have in ground pools. One has a hot tub, the executive home that's out near Breton and Schaefer actually sleeps 15 people. It has a huge indoor gaming area downstairs super oversized everything like rooms are just huge there's the whole primary suite with an office so that's just yeah. a huge space um and then we, like i said we do a bedroom out of our house too and that's cool. that's the one that i manage and then the boyfriend manages the other one so that makes it a lot lot easier on me too
1: okay and why did you do airbnbs versus short term or sorry I'm, geez, i I'm was like airbnbs versus short term versus long term <laughs> rental
2: money I mean, money and like Brian wanted to get in. So he's a third, uh, third generation contractor. So he's always been into framing houses was his big deal. He's been doing it for years. He's got his own company, but his big thing was framing. And he, when we met was just tapering off from doing a lot of work, like in the Saugatuck area. But when people with a lot of money want their houses worked on, it's when they're not using them, which is in the middle of winter on the lakeshore, which really sucks for the guy outside framing things. Yep. Um, so he was pretty much over that. And then when we met, I was doing Airbnbs out of my old house and he saw, I mean, just out of my old house, the one bedroom that I had and everything else was a shared space. I could make $1,700 a month just yeah. from one bedroom. And yep. I didn't have a mortgage on that house. I owned that house for you and Claire. So that was on top of my day job and anything else I was doing. So he started to see that and also see how it operated and got more curious about that. And then we actually did a couple of flipping. Um, We flipped a couple of houses. We flipped a couple of condos in Grand Haven. We did one in Hamilton. um, And we also always go in and find these really interesting properties as in sometimes they look like shit and or usually and also cannot get a traditional loan. For them so go in pay cash we both have great vision we're not scared of a lot of things that we see so we're just able to go in and, and use that to our advantage and flip them for a profit but then over time like you still like that's still a lot of time and energy invested and you still get a pretty good return on your money but not nearly as much as with a short-term rental so that's why we ended up shifting to that and it's just I mean it's a lot of communication on the day-to-day but outside of that there's it's not a ton of maintenance or overhead that goes into it.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So I I don't know Airbnbs. It sounds like too much of a headache for me. Um,
0: <laughs> what you do is too much of a headache. It
1: is. But as I say, you know, I'm not doing it weekly, right? True. So I have to constantly or daily. Mm-hmm. I know some people that are booking theirs so often, and um, you know, so do you have do you have a cleaner for those?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. We have a couple of different cleaners and actually the, the houses that he manages, if we don't have somebody to clean, he actually goes in and does them. The only thing that I clean is the one in our house, the one bedroom.
1: Okay. Um, and man, so, all right, let's talk about the over on 43rd. So what did you, (laughs) what did you pick them up for? What do you have into them and what are you getting out of it?
2: Yeah. So I, so the first one that we bought on 43rd was actually during 2020. Um, it was basically an estate sale. Uh, somebody ended up passing away during 2020. The son lived out of, out of the state, didn't have any idea what property value was, had a buddy that lived in the Detroit area that just slapped a price tag on it. They were originally trying to work something out through the buddy as a realtor. Um, he was dropping the ball on a lot of communication. So Brian, finally got fed up and reached straight out to the owner and was like, "Hey, like I know this is what we agreed on, this is what we we're going to do, but after all this hassle, like this just is not something that I'm okay with. Um I can pay cash. This is what I'll offer you. How do you feel about that?" And he ended up taking it. So I want to say it was 127. Um and at the time it was a 3 bedroom, 1 bath, main floor and then there's um potential for two bedrooms in the basement level but there's no egress windows or anything sure. um, but then there's also a full bath down there so that one I think we picked up for 127. I couldn't tell you what we have into it because he manages all of those pieces I just managed the one here. I do know that that first summer so we picked it up like in November basically like redid everything on the inside we always go in decorate paint new flooring all of those things um so on the other side of that, our best month in 2021 which obviously peak season is during the summer and with the pool and the hot tub um so july i think we made like twelve thousand dollars just in that one month so yeah
1: yeah that's uh let's see i'm gonna get rid of mine and all airbnb's (laughs) um no i i i can't deal with pools either so this is Mm. another reason you can't deal with your own pool that's what i'm saying i i can't airbnb because i just can't deal with all the crap um Mm -hmm. okay and then i say your personal house how often are you renting that out
2: pretty consistently right now so during the summer we had it rented out in advance more um but now we're renting it a lot running it out a lot more last minute but it's still probably at capacity for at least two-thirds of the month and again it's just they do have their they have a shared bathroom downstairs. So I have, I'm an empty nester. I have a 19 year old. Well, he'll be 19 next month. Um, he doesn't live here, but he comes to visit pretty frequently. So when he's here, they do share the bathroom with him. But outside of that, like basically the whole lower level, including a separate living room is all theirs to, to enjoy. So yeah. And we love it. And we have some really interesting people come stay with us. Interesting in a good way.
1: Yeah. How many uh, how many bottles of liquor do you guys get on a weekly basis? None. Really?
2: You mean there? from guests?
1: Yeah. That leave them?
2: None. Oh None. my
1: goodness. All well, of my friends, so, here's, like I, so I say thing. that
2: from my standpoint with the one bedroom, right? So there's yeah. not a lot of people, like usually when they come to town, we get a lot of traveling nurses. We got a lot of... Um, people that are similar to age and us who are here to visit their adult children. So like these people are not coming to hang out at the house and have some drinks. They're doing, they're either at work or they're doing their thing with their own families, but (laughs) neither Brian or I drink beer or anything even remotely close to beer. He's a big rum guy. I love a sweet hard cider and a margarita. And so like he has brought home definitely like not liquor so much, but seltzers hard seltzers cases of beer all kinds of stuff like that before and yeah. it's hilarious because it sits there forever because neither one of us drink any of that so over the summer he was actually taking it up oh, to the camp if
0: you ever want to sponsor bucks and brews <laughs> we're happy to try all of those beers yeah.
2: okay
1: I, I have a buddy that he has an in-law suite and i mean it, every weekend he was getting mm-hmm. at least one one bottle left and it was just like holy cow like these people they they leave so much mm-hmm. stuff right that's hilarious um, and yeah I say um no I all right so where where do you see yourself in the future where do you want to get to
2: yeah um so fun fact Brian and I actually have a plan to move to a Caribbean island in a few years okay so everything that I'm doing right now including with kaleidoscope is structured in a way to, Um, Keep us on the trajectory for that. So one of the things I'm doing right now and the movement piece of my coaching is kind of part of this is creating experiences and retreats that are centered more around like that living experience because one of the things I love to do is connect with people but then also learn about the environments I'm in, especially like the cultural aspects of them. So, really starting to be able to go out find spaces that are enjoyable for us, but then be able to create experiences around that that will allow us to learn more about the culture, share it with other people, but then give us the exposure to actually connect with potential clients too.
0: Sounds like we're gonna be uh, neighbors because <laughs> <For now>, <laughs> my wife won't move. I'm looking for a place in the Caribbean myself. Are you? I am. Um, Don came and she looked at my computer the other day and she goes, the fuck are you doing i'm like i'm looking for a retirement home that's what i'm doing
1: where does the one guy live uh the one that we like to follow on tiktok uh, honduras honduras yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. So i might move there and get a i can get an oceanfront property yeah for, for $200, nothing two hundred thousand dollars and yeah. conserve
0: all of your water yeah
1: <laughs> there is none i'll just get it shipped in um no and that's uh so i, I are you guys a member of the rpoa no Okay. Well, so you should look into it. Um, it's the rental property owners association. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good friend is, um, the head of short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a, a thing to help you guys out with growing the business and things like that people to connect with. So, okay. um, I had no idea that 43rd in division was any no, Airbnb. Area. Not at all. This is so i
2: would say too like the biggest biggest ding that we get in our reviews for for those locations it's location right Mm -hmm. which is so funny because like the little pocket neighborhoods they're in aren't horrible i mean they're (laughs) nothing sexy at all definitely not but they're not horrible everybody kind of keeps themselves the yards Mm -hmm. are well maintained everybody picks their houses up um but yeah that's definitely the thing that we get dinged down the most is location
1: yeah let's say which doesn't surprise me i guess because right i, I mean i am your location <laughs> so um, you have several
2: places over
0: there
1: I, like yeah i mean i was trying to run it through my head i mean literally i'm 17 in that like yeah so buchanan i mean i own east and west all the way okay. from 36
2: you and brian all- need to connect because the other thing is too like the property that we co-manage for airbnb he also owns a ton of long-term rentals in the area but brian oh. has also considered going into like you know quadplexes duplexes things like that like multi-family buildings In yeah. as far as investing for that piece too
1: yeah just same. I, I i do all that type of stuff but like i say i i just don't have the cojones to airbnb so um yeah. Now, one of the questions I, uh, was the only one scripted question now that we, we ask is, uh, what is uh-huh. the one biggest piece of advice you could give people in this world? It doesn't have to be business. I any piece of advice you would give people in this world.
2: Uh, figure out who you are and be unapologetic, unapologetically that.
0: I like it. Um, I have to write that down. <laughs> so if <I> can, if <laughs> Write I, it down is, so you can read it. Though the right. problem is, we know who we are. Right. We're just assholes. Mm-hmm. I just say people just don't like who we are, right?
2: But do you like who you are? I
1: love me,
0: and I hate okay. myself.
1: I, I say I used well, to hate my. I used to hate myself. Uh, yeah. Up until I mean, this diet's really helped me get back to my confidence. You're looking well. good. Like I, I really am starting to fall back in love with myself. Good. um
2: uh, but sorry, I think the other piece of like being authentically yourself is also figuring out like what makes you happy and making sure that you implement that in your life in some capacity too, versus always justifying like pushing it back.
0: sure.
1: Um, and no, that's great. I say, you know being being unapologetic for who you are is is huge because David and I don't apologize. Yeah, we don't for apologize for anything. <laughs> so
0: um, <laughs> we are what we are
1: that's a fact um you know. uh now all right sorry so your business you're gonna move your how many years five years coaching or when oh. are we gonna move when are you gonna move
2: um in the next few years you five know, years how- or
1: less okay no and we then- only have
2: a timeline
1: now do you are you a person that writes your goals down yeah okay so I think every business owner should. That's going to be a new no. question if we ever get business owners on here.
0: <laughs> Do you write your goals? We, we've had several business yeah. owners.
1: I um, say, and then now you're you're just dating. You're not married.
2: Correct. Okay,
1: and so um, he's on board for all the same things.
2: Oh yeah, we have. We've been having those conversations since the beginning. I screwed up enough, like I was joking about earlier, like in my past lives um that I'm super upfront with myself and whoever I'm with about what it is that I want but also leave space for you and figure out ways to reconcile that so yeah we've been having these conversations since like three months in
1: yeah um and I guess walking me through a little bit of that like what have you what have what did you want that you've given him space for and what did he want that he put into your space
2: hmm I think just permission to be ourselves is the biggest thing. Like I have a son, I don't need another one. And I refuse to mother anybody. Um, And I've been really intentional about that. So being intentional about that does two things. It's like, if I'm going to accept you for who you are, you have to accept me for who I am too. So that that, uh, permission just flows back and forth. But I think the other piece is... Him and I, like I said, we're so different in such vastly different ways. Like he, if you had to use two words to describe him, it'd be like, he says it all the time. Like he loves, he works hard, he plays hard, but he's, he's just consistent. Like he is the same person that I met when we were dating six years ago and we never pretended to be somebody different. You still learn things about each other along the way for sure. Um, but just making sure like we continue to appreciate why we admired so much and connected so strongly in the beginning and to continue to trust that and realize that we can trust each other to show up for each other too.
1: No, that's, uh, so, uh, and I guess being different, it's surprising that you're both going to the Caribbean, Bahamas, yeah. The yeah. Caribbean, Caribbean, yeah. because uh, so, my wife, we're so different. Literally, we couldn't go to the Caribbean.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, I thought Mexico was in the works. It is for me. Oh, she's not coming. Oh out. God, no! Like, <laughs> she's why? just gonna
2: come visit quarterly on a plane. <laughs> I've offered that.
1: I have offered so much to her. Um, oh man! You know, well, I you know you I hate winter, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think now like the now that I'm coaching, it'll be a little better. But I still hate winter. Um, but I you know I I'm like, hey, I'll go to Florida for three months. Come down and visit whenever you want. The plane tickets are hundred dollars round trip. Let's just mm-hmm. do this and you know, but. Um, you know if it was up to me we'd be traveling the world right that is Mm -hmm. my my dream currently right now is let's just go travel and the kid can learn from the kid can learn from you know uh home and learn Mm -hmm. on the spot and from so many different places but um so she she wins in that right that's why she has to do all the housework (laughs) because she wants that (laughs) right um and then all right so is there any other questions that we haven't asked you that you wanted to touch on
2: i don't think so i had no expectations around i love organic conversation so this was perfect
1: good and that's what we we try to keep them that way um i think we think too many podcasts are too scripted um we script nothing one one question <laughs> one, one question, question. And we forget to answer it or we forget to ask it Several almost every times. time <laughs> so um all right anything else
0: david i got nothing you hit us
1: let's say as always, guys, thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We appreciate you. Uh Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. To me, it was a fun conversation. Um I forget why we weren't friends in the beginning, but I think we've become friends now. Um oh, she doesn't like Dasani. Yeah, yeah that
0: was, that was, it was. It.
1: and so <laughs>
2: i'll change let you. that one go next. <laughs> <See? laughs> right. we're back and hang out for a minute we'll talk to
0: you off air um thanks for joining right. us we'll be back next yeah sure week. next week That's okay because all
2: right thanks so much guys yeah, yeah.
0: you've dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. money bucks, and bucks and Brews. Bucks and, box and, brews. and brews. Bucks and Brews.